Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Welcome back, Commander Nation. Welcome back, Braden. How are you doing? How's everybody doing? What's up, Bray? What's going on? How's everyone doing? On this fine Wednesday. Well, I, I just want to start off by saying, I've been telling you, we are the worldwide leader in Commander Podcasting, and guess what? I want to welcome another fan base. So we have the U.S., Canada, France, U.K., Australia, Germany, Mexico, Spain, Ireland, Japan, Portugal, Czech Republic, Fiji, and now you can add India. To that list, Braden. So they can get a. <laughs> India, thank you for listening. You get a round of applause. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the welcome to the cruise ship, the family. <laughs> welcome. I said this already, Braden. The reason why people listen to this, and I've been telling our listeners. You should you might as well tell your friends, you might as well tell your family, you might as well tell everybody. Because you know why people listen to this show, Braden? Why is that? Because people like real, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really like the person that says, Oh, little Johnny can throw the football so good, even though he sucks. And they really don't like the guy that goes, Oh, they just do so good and the, you know, the Redskins or the football team or the Commanders, they're the best. Even though they're horrible, you still have the fans that say they're the best. You got to hold people accountable. I'm going to tell you when you're doing good. I'm going to tell you when you're doing bad. People like real, Braden. That's why people like us, because we always keep it 100, right? Commanders uncensored. Always. 100. Always 100. So off of that, I just want to say, Braden, I guess also, please continue to listen however it is you are listening to, whatever podcast platform it is or whatever web, you know, however it is you are finding us, continue that. But I do want to bring this to your attention because I thought I tried to say this the other day, but I didn't really say it the correct way. So, listen, however it is that you are listening to. But if you decide that you want to be more, I guess, um, active or uh, more, more options for the listeners, Spotify for podcasters, they have where you can leave voice messaging they have where you can um i will create usually a poll braden after our show and or a question and or both a lot of times um actually on the last podcast that we did the poll that i created was should we allow uh commander baby to continue on the podcast because sometimes i don't know about him Mm -hmm. 
He's a little too much. And guess what? <laughs> what the poll say? A hundred percent yes. Oh, okay. The fans <laughs> love him. They want Commander Baby. So you know what? Once again, I'm here for the fans. I'm the voice of the fans, Braden. And that's why me and you fight sometimes. Because they wanted Red Wolves. You didn't like Red Wolves. But if that's what my people want, that's what they want. And that's what they get. And if my people want the baby, they're getting the baby. Yeah, that's cool. We can keep the baby in there. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. Like I said, welcome aboard. India, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell whoever you want to tell. I don't care who it is. And listen how you're listening. But if you do want to get a little bit more involved, and if you do want to get into the questions and answering and or the voice messaging, there is Spotify for podcasters. Okay, Braden. Also, I wanted to bring this up. So our highest age range is 45 to 59. They are 36%. Right behind them, we have the 28 and 34-year-olders who are 32%. What's going on here? Why ain't we getting the young listener? Come on. I don't even, how do you even know their age? (laughs) It's when they create their accounts. Maybe their parents created it for them. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's, it's whatever. That's just the numbers that come across to me. So, yo, young people, come on. Get it together. Get it together. You're letting the old people beat you again. But don't worry about it because I beat Braden all the time and I'm old. So he's used to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> don't believe that one. That was that was not real. And it is 88% male and only 4% female. Hey, ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Braden's here. Tell them Braden's say Hello, ladies. Yeah, get some more lady <laughs> listeners on here. Come on, ladies. Let's get this viewership up or listening ship up, whatever you want to call it. Tell your girlfriend. Hey, Braden's on here. Holla. Yeah, we need some more cheerleaders. <laughs> Moving on to the show, Braden. That was us having a little bit of fun. Did you know that Josh Harris, who is buying the Washington Commanders, did you know that he just invested, so he's buying a portion of Joe Gibbs Racing? Mm, I did not know that. Do you think that is a smart move? I don't know nothing about racing, but if I, if I was to give an opinion, I would say sure. Sure it is, because Joe Gibbs is all, all-time legend, so always got to bet on Joe Gibbs. I would say you don't have to know anything about racing. And I don't think this has anything to do with racing. I think what you just said, the name, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs is the pinnacle. He is the apex He's the highest point of Washington football history, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if you're buying a team, would you not want to be associated with that? Yeah, I guess. Would you not want Joe Gibbs to promote you? I would. Yes, I would want Joe Gibbs to promote me. In what way, other than I'm going to invest in your company, I mean, does that not... 
speak to you. This man is investing in Joe Gibbs' company. Do you think Joe Gibbs is going to say something bad about him? No, he's buying part of his company. There's a partnership there, right? Oh, yeah. I believe that is a very strategic and very smart move. So, you know what? You can get an applause, too. To me, I think it's smart. I wanted to, I guess, ask you a question and or let me phrase this a different way. What if I told you last week we were on here, Braden, and I told you how Washington could win the NFC East? I said the Eagles are bringing in a new offensive coordinator. I said Dallas was bringing in a new offensive coordinator. I said, I just think we're better than the Giants, right? Yes, you did. So, what if I told you Jason Kelsey, quote unquote, has said, the Eagles need to evolve this season. The reason why he said the Eagles need to evolve is because he is claiming The Eagles ran a 100% RPO offensive system. Now, I don't really know much about that. Like, I just assume when teams are running an RPO, that is usually what they're running. But I guess that is only a portion. So, if it's a West Coast, if it's a whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever your system is, you sprinkle it with RPO. So he's saying they went 100% RPO, which now the defensive coordinators around the league have seen that, and they are going to adjust this season. Yeah, that seems weird because, first off, I don't think I've seen that when I watched the Eagles play. And second, if that was the case, why would Jason and Kelsey just throw that out there for everybody? He's, He's freaking like 35. He's old enough and smart enough to know not to do something stupid. I look, I'm just telling you what he said. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. He has his own podcast, him and his brother. They do a podcast. And I'm sure that they probably want to be loyal to their fans. But the defensive coordinators around the league, they will study the tape. They will, you know what I mean? They will be the ones that will say, well, yes or no to that, right? My point is this, if you have a captain on your team who is saying that they need to evolve and now you have a new offensive coordinator coming in, are there signs that there could be a decline in the Eagles' offensive production this season? I would say, yeah, absolutely, because of what you just said, the offensive coordinators. I mean, I mean that's I guess that's just the main reason that had I mean no one else really left besides Miles Sanders, but I I don't think I don't think if you're a Philly fan listening to this or anything that's nothing to worry about. Or a Washington fan hoping Philly's you know going to crash. I don't think Philly's going to crash at all. I think I mean they just went to the Super Bowl. They have all all stars all over the roster, so I don't think you know it's going to be that big of a deficit. What about the Cowboys? They are also bringing in a new offensive coordinator. 
Honestly, I think that helped Dallas because Prescott only played like 12 or 13 games last season and led the league in picks. So you would think that, I mean, that was one of his worst seasons because the last two seasons when he broke his leg and everything, he'd been real good. So I honestly think that would help Dallas and keeping their offense on the field, rushing the ball more. So unfortunately, I think we're going to see two different, and I'm not going to say better. Or worse, I'm going to tell you this. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to run a different offense. It is going to look different. The Cowboys are going to run a different offense. It's going to look different. Does that mean it's going to be better? Does that mean it's going to be worse? I don't know. I'm just telling you that when you make changes, if you are already at the top of your game, no matter what your game is, and you make changes to that, Chances are you're going to go down. You're not going to go up. Look at Budweiser. Look at Bud Light. They're at the top, right? They wanted to make a stupid change, and look what happened to them. Because you, if you're at the top, you ain't got to change nothing. Stop trying to be cute. And stop trying to change stuff. The Eagles and the Cowboys were one and two. They were playoff teams, and they are trying. Well, I'm sorry. The Eagles aren't trying to be cute here. You know, their guys got hired by somebody else. The Cowboys, on the other hand, Mike McCarthy, I believe, since day one, really has just not liked the idea that he had to play second fiddle, right? What do you mean? Like, he wasn't calling the... He is an offensive guy. Mike McCarthy wants to call the offensive plays. He was told when he got hired he wasn't allowed to. Mm. I'm... I'm telling you, I see sabotage there. I think that this was 100% always the plan. I'm, I thought Dallas was going to implode last year. I'm doubling it down this year because now they got rid of their offensive coordinator. See, I think, see, I think they're going to do better, honestly. I just, I think they're going to have a better rushing attack, and I think Prescott's going to be more effective passing. Nope. You got rid of your best running back, and you think you're going to improve in running. Tony Pollard, Elliot's not even as good as Pollard. Pollard got most of the carries. You got rid of your guy who was your best running back. He was the one who changed the defense. Like He was your bigger back. This was the change of pace guy. Now you want to change the pace guy to be your primary back? Stop. He's not built for it, Braden. He ain't built to run the ball 20 to 30 times a game. Stop it. You're starting to get that mindset like them. You just think everybody can just go out there and you just hand them the ball and just pass it to them. You got to be built for it. It's not hard to bring an extra back in. Oh, you can just find a Zeke Elliott anywhere, huh? It's a big guy, like an Alfred Morris, a Brian Kelly. That's the system. Or, or Rob Kelly. I said Brian Kelly. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They, got, they could have Pollard, and they can bring in a big guy. So are they running a zone run system now? Stop. Come on. Nope. They're not. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. They're going down, dude. Dallas sucks. Hey, man, I hope they go down. They are going down. You ain't got to hope nothing. I'm telling you they're going down. So, I also have one here for you. Hey, 
Braden, I said this to you earlier. I got to keep it 100. How do you feel about position flex? What do you mean by that? Position flex. It is apparently Ron Rivera's only freaking draft criteria or free agent criteria. Whoever he's bringing on this team, apparently, if you can play more than one position, that's what he wants. So, if I'm taking an offensive lineman, I don't really care if you're in left tackle. I'll just draft people who can be a left tackle and a guard and a center. And then, as a wide receiver, you can play all of them. And if you're a defensive back, I don't really care if you're a cornerback or if you're safety. Like, it's you're not good enough to play one position. So you played a bunch of positions, and that's really what I want on my team. Yeah. So what do you think about position flex? Yeah, I think it's pretty stupid because I mean, there's really no reason for it unless if you have like that Debo Samuel that even uh, even Taysom Hill I don't really agree with like too much, but like, he pulls it off. I mean – that's really that's about it. They Washington uses Curtis Samuel as a Debo Samuel, so I don't mind it if you use it with one guy, like on both sides of the ball, like a Landon Collins, how he plays like a safety and linebacker role. But I don't think there's really no need for it, and definitely like don't overuse those guys, you know, because like you just said, they're not good enough to really play one position, so they're it shouldn't be overused, you know, just little sneak things or you know giving Curtis Samuel the ball as running back. You know, you're not going to line them up every play there. I've said this before. <clears throat> so if you're telling me a gadget player is position flex, I can get down with that. I can get down with you having a wide receiver, one player on your offense, right, who can line up as running back and or – can line up as receiver, like, so not your offensive lineman, not your quarterback, not your main positional players, but that one great athlete that is just fast, right? You can put him wherever on offense and you make it work. That's not position flex. That's called a gadget player. On defense, it really doesn't work. I'm telling you now, maybe. No, it doesn't work because Collins, he wasn't a, he, he wasn't positional flex. That's why he's not here. He wasn't good enough to be a safety or a linebacker. Like, that's my point. It kind of works on offense with the one or two guys who are just fast, right? And they are just so much faster than everybody else. But it doesn't work on the offensive line. It doesn't work on the defensive line. It doesn't work at linebacker. It doesn't work anywhere else because it means you are not good enough to start at the position that you want to start at. So now you got a bunch of backups trying to play everywhere. I think it's horrible, and I'm going to tell you right now, up until this point, maybe people thought that I was just full of S. Right, Bray? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I just read this, and I got very aggravated. So get ready. I'm going to read it off to you. There's a rookie by the name of uh, Mason Brooks. He's an offensive lineman. He is undrafted. He's a free agent. 
Do you know what the head coach of this team said? Ron Rivera, quote unquote. Ron Rivera says this, Braden. He says he didn't start a lot, but he played a lot. Okay. He says he's shown positional flex. This is his words. Positional flex. And then he says that's always something we feel is an important thing. So he admits he was not a starter on the offensive line. Like he wasn't a left tackle. He wasn't a right tackle. He got bounced around. So he played a lot because he was a backup and they could move him around. And he says, he didn't just say good for him. He says this, Braden. That's always something we, we as in Washington, we as in the Washington Commanders, we feel is important. He wants people with positional flex. Yeah, I think I think he's. I I agree with you in the fact I'm not a fan of it, but when in the I don't think he wants it in his starters necessarily. I, and, you know, as his backup in case if a, a left guard can play right guard, center left guard. You know, Braden. It's what he's drafting. It's who he's bringing in. Tell me the last time he drafted a starting left tackle. How about a starting left guard? How about a center? How about a right guard? How about a left tackle? Tell me somebody that he drafted that was at the position they were out at college and now are starting here at the position he drafted them for. None. You know why? Because I already told you, Leno is the only person who apparently is going to start at the position he played last year. So you're shuffling players all around because you know what? You got positional flex. You got a bunch of guys who can't freaking start at the position you drafted them for. That's really what it is, Braden. Shut up with it. I don't care. You, 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 you took a tackle that you said was going to be your right tackle and he sucks. So you move him to your right guard. And then you make it up. Oh, they're, I'm, I just like positional flex because you don't want to take accountability. I'm telling you right now, always 100. Take accountability, Braden. He doesn't know how to draft, and now he wants to make it up. And now with Sam Howe, he says this. He says, oh, we're finally in year four. Like, this is it for him. He's done, and he says this. We are finally drafting for the future. What an idiot. What an idiot, dude. What an idiotic statement to say. You've had years to do that. You don't say that now. I. That's why I couldn't believe that they didn't do anything else. Go ahead. What do you got to say? You got something to say? No, not after all of that. I mean, just grasping for the future, man. That, that one was a little weird. I hate I hate always being 
so like that that's why sometimes I, I want you to talk because maybe you'll try to calm me down a little bit but i'm keeping it 100 this is the guy who's leading the organization Braden, and this is what he's looking for god help his coordinators del rio and the enemy if they can be great at their jobs we can have something great here you know what i'm saying like it's not doom and gloom. It can work because I believe every athlete in the NFL is great. Like, they got here for a reason, right? They're the best of the best. They went to college. They're the biggest. They're the fastest. You know what I mean? They are the greatest athletes out there. And what separates the teams is the coaching. What makes it easier on your coordinators, though, is when you bring in studs. He has not brought in studs, is what I'm trying to tell you. That's all. Another question. Why does it seem like Ron Rivera hates linebackers? Mm. He was a linebacker, Braden. Uh, four years he's been on the team, and that one year has he got a... His best linebacker we ever had was, uh, we just let him go. The guy with the mullet. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Cole Holcomb, right? Holcomb, yes, dude, I liked Holcomb. Out of the four years, that was the best guy he's had, and he's like mediocre. I liked him. I think yes, me, yeah, I'm okay. Average, yeah. So, uh, it's the defense is ranked number three, so it's kind of hard to sit here and nitpick it. But it is like, I don't. Me and you both think linebackers are in it. A very important position, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why he hasn't really tried to improve it much either, though. Because you look at it, and it's just obvious. Like he hasn't even really attempted to put any effort into improving the position. They try to change football all the time, Braden, and I tell you this all the time. As much as they try to change the game, at the end, it's relatively simple, right? The offense is going to try to either run it or pass it. And the defense has to either stop the run or stop the pass. It comes down to that. Like, you know what I mean? It's not that difficult, right? Like, you got a draft. You have to build teams to stop runs, to stop passing. Now, the middle linebacker was always considered the quarterback of the defense. And they've gotten away from that because... It's such a passing league and it's such a spread. It's such, it's RPO. We want a bunch of safeties and we want a bunch of cornerbacks. And that's and I actually told you this the other day. I'm surprised an old coach like Belichick doesn't just draft or bring in free agents that are huge, right? Mm-hmm. Because if somebody really built a team with all huge linemen, huge running backs, and built like a I formation. I don't think there's a defense out there that could stop it. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, yeah, the day and age we're in, I, I agree with you. They're all small. You would you would get four to five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. The NFL would hate you. Oh yeah. The commissioner would hate you. Yep. The other owners would hate you because you would have exploited what they don't want the audience to know, and that it doesn't matter what you do 
like there is always a reaction and there's always a different reaction and there's an opposing reaction to what you're doing. So if you want to go with a small linebacker and small linemen and a bunch of cornerbacks and safeties, that's fine. I'm just going to get a bunch of big dudes who you can't stop and they would just push your little guys back and we would just march down the field and we'll put up 21, 26 points a game and you'll have like 10 because you just won't have the ball. We'll slow the game down. So the owners don't want that, but in reality, that would 100% work. Can you imagine Mike Osla if he played? He's, he'd be like, a, they'd try to make him a guard in this area. <laughs> they wouldn't even have him at running back or fullback. He, yes, he would probably, I'm um, with, yeah, probably, yeah, guard, maybe center. So, but back on the original question, and that's why does Ron Rivera seem to hate linebackers? And the reason why I brought that up, because I was looking through our projected starting lineup, Braden. This is our linebackers, our weak side linebacker, our will linebacker, David Mayo. Mm -hmm. How is this dude still on the team? Mm -hmm. David Mayo. Yeah, that's. That's horrible. He's, he, is, he is going to start for the Washington Commanders. Middle linebacker, uh, what, Cody Burton, and then the uh, strong side, Jamie Davis. Jamie Davis, once again, that's a failure. Jamie Davis was drafted way earlier than he should have been. No one thought he should have went where he thought, you know what I mean? But... You got the fans out there that want to be the fans and are like, yeah, I like that pick. And I'm like, I don't hate the pick. I hate the position of the pick. Why did you take him so earlier? He's not a middle linebacker. And now they are moving him because they realized what pretty much everyone else realized before he even came out of the draft. But we have a, a front office that can't seem to understand this stuff. So, Jamin Davis will now be the strong. The middle will be uh, Burton. I'm hoping maybe there's no way Washington goes into actually week one with this. What I'm hoping is when the cuts come, Braden, somebody releases, you know what I'm saying, like a, a, a linebacker maybe that we didn't see, you know what I mean, or and or a veteran that just didn't make it because there's no way you can roll into the season with this dude. Mayo as your starting linebacker. Can you imagine if he listened to the podcast? I don't give a damn if he listened to it or not. <laughs> keep it 100, brother. Hey, I'm keeping it 100, Mayo. Yeah. You don't like it? Turn it off. I don't care. Yeah, come on now. Get a little better. We'll get we'll get Commander Baby down here and he'll start going off, but he'll, he'll have your back because he's a baby and he's a stupid idiot. Too. <laughs> now, what Ron Rivera seems to love, though, Braden, is the safeties. So strong safety, we got Curl, right? We got Revis, which I 100% like our safeties. That's why I didn't understand when we got a guy like David Mayo starting at linebacker, and we don't have any 
great offensive linemen. We got a bunch of guys who have positional flex. Why in the second round we took a another safety? The cornerback, like I said, I could understand that because apparently this was a very cornerback rich draft. So, and they actually have Forbes starting over um, BSJ, right? So, as of right now, how that ends up working, I don't really know, Braden. But as of right now, we have Forbes starting, and that's fine. Like I said, like I, I didn't hate the cornerback pick, even though I'm a little bit shocked that they took this guy this early when actually there's a video that showed they wanted to move up to get this guy even earlier than they got this guy when everyone else thinks they could have moved back in the draft and got him later. But that's neither here nor there. But the free safety we have Forrest. That's my dude. Yeah, I love Forrest. Dude, week one. Remember we're at the game, right, in, in Jacksonville? That was his rookie season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We're like, who, like, who is this dude? He was lighting people up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he had one of the biggest hits all season in that game. My man is all over the field. He lights you up, and he gets interceptions. That's why I did not understand why you would draft a safety that's not even projected to start. And it's not that it was, once again, a bad pick, but when you have these other weak positions, so it's what it, it's what it is. So I guess if you have strong safety, like I said, you had Curl and Revis, and then at free safety, you have Forrest and Martin. And then and that, didn't they just draft Percy Butler last season? Yeah. So you have these... Five guys all pretty much playing for safety positions. And then you got your Troy Apke and whatever, but I don't I don't really include those guys in the conversation because they're not going to be starters. But I feel like that's a good five. Like that is strong. Oh yeah. You don't need to go anymore. But you can only start two of them. Exactly. So three are going to be on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. That's my point. I like these guys, but they're not going to be in the game when you got people like Mayo in the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got an offensive line that has question marks in the game. That's all I was saying. So, I don't get why Ron Rivera is so hell-bent on this positional flex bullshit i don't understand why he doesn't want to bring in true linebackers here he's he's had the opportunity to bring in top free agents as well and he hasn't it's questionable what do you like is it not questionable to you yeah i mean like you said earlier in the podcast he was a linebacker he played on the freaking bears he had Luke Keekley when he was on the Panthers, so I don't know. I don't. And Luke Keekley, I see videos all over the internet about Luke Keekley and how smart his IQ was calling out the offensive play before they even hiked it and everything. 
It's like don't don't you think Ron Rivera wants that again? But I don't know, maybe he. I don't know, maybe he saw something with Luke Luke Keekley and realized he's not that important or something. I don't know. Or maybe he just believes he's fallen into the trap that believes the NFL has changed so much now that that position really doesn't matter. So he wants to draft a hundred guys to play one position, even though you can only play two of them. So you got a you got a deep bench. Good for you. You know what I mean? You got a deep bench. Mm-hmm. They're not playing, dude. So your overall your starters, you're not helping. Nope. Help your help your coordinators out here. Like I don't know. Like I said, the enemy could have used some help. Yep. That's it. Whatever. Yo, I'm always keeping it 100, and that's all I got to say. You got anything else? Nope. Well, this has been Commanders on Something. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.